Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's pretty exciting, and I think I think the part that's exciting is, one, the obvious what you said. I mean, the talent that's out there is, is remarkable. Um, even the the fresh crop from this most recent draft, but it's the, it's the vibe off the ice. That's just as impressive. And, um, you know, and I know everybody that spoke in front of a microphone, you know, second half of last year talked about the culture and the environment and how it's just changed so much and, and for the better. And, um, that's, I mean, it's, it's carried over and I think it's just going to continue to build momentum and, um, and everybody can feel it. And it's, uh, it's really exciting. Rusak missed a big chunk of the season with that injury. He came and had a really impressive playoffs. What were your impressions, you know, of his play and the way that he was able to improve? I mean, he came from a full ACL reconstruction, and usually it takes a year for you to get back uh, to 100%. And I think it just it's, an, it's a testament to how hard he worked, how hard he wanted to come back and prove himself. We had no idea what we were getting, to be honest. Uh, you know, Apps had seen some tape on him and really liked him. Um, but we, you know, all we tried to do, all we could do, um, was just prepping with video, you know, just to do what we could with video to, to try and prepare him. But then when he stepped in, um, he made guys jaws drop on a daily basis in practice, you know, with his passing ability and his vision. And um, I think that's why he endeared himself so quickly to the guys. He just, he fit right in and he just, uh, he took any role. He played fourth line, wasn't getting a lot of responsibility because we just didn't know what we had yet, you know. And, and then slowly but surely, and then even into the playoffs, uh, he was earning power play time and, and some special opportunities. I know you're at the draft. Did, did it excite you when you saw three first-round centermen joining the organization? Well, when you see a team pick three uh, first-round centermen, that means at least two of them might be going to the wing at some point in their career. Um, uh, but, you know, it's I think it's exciting. I mean, they, they said it. They picked the best player available. And um, it's unfortunate we don't get to see, see Matthew on the ice this week. But the other two have been incredibly impressive. I think Noah... His, his ability to move around the ice and, and his strength on the puck is incredible. And obviously, you know, Kulik, I think, is, uh, has just edged J.J. out in the amount of oohs and ahs he's created in the stands with uh, this scoring ability. So, um, you know, to see these kids come in at 18, it's, it's impressive. I mean, back when I did it, we didn't go on the ice. It was just an orientation. We got to see the city of Vancouver. So um, this is exciting for these kids. No, what well, wasn't for me because I didn't become a centerman until halfway through my draft year in Ottawa. So I was a winger my entire life. And um, I think some of these guys have had that um, versi- or have that versatility in their game. Look, I mean, there's a lot of great young hockey players here. And if some of them want to make it to the National Hockey League, some of them are going to have to show some versatility at some point uh, throughout their journey uh, to play a different position. Well, the shot's the obvious thing. I mean, it jumps out at you, but it's his poise as an 18-year-old on the ice and in this environment on and off the ice. I mean, it's, he's, he's incredibly mature. Um, 
you know, it's, I think it's been good for him to have Rusek and Picard around um, and even Konechny. I mean, they've, we call them the Czech Mafia. They're just they're tight, um, but we're able to communicate with them a little bit. Um, so I think he's able to enjoy this experience more because he's got guys around that he can not just speak uh, Czech with, um, but also help get messages across. What was it like for you to coach JJ and Jack through that rookie season? I mean, as a coach, it's the most fun you could ever expect, especially, you know, being in Rochester where we're trying to develop these guys for the Buffalo Sabres. Um, it was fun. I mean, Jack had that experience in Rochester a little bit the year before, so he, he was a little bit more understanding uh, to some of the stuff that was being taught and expected of him. J.J. took a while. You know, J.J., I think, only had three goals through his first 20, 25 games or so. Started to understand the things that we were trying to teach him as a staff, and you know, next thing you know, he's. I think he ended up with maybe four or five or six hat tricks. You know, the uh, to the end of the season. So he's an impressive young man. Um, I still view him as a unicorn. I can't find anybody I've ever played with or against, even today's game, that resembles the type of player he can become. Um, so I'm excited to see both of them play next year. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I mean, the number one thing with a lot of young guys, and it's not just with JJ, is it's play without the puck, you know, and it's, it's not just on defense, it's on offense, you know, finding holes, getting into space, supporting the puck. And, and the thing that, that I spent the most time with him with is just having him understand how much he can impact a game without scoring or without getting on the score sheet. Um, he's incredibly fast, powerful, instinctual. Um, he became one of our best penalty killers by the end of the season. I think at the start of the season, uh, we never expected him to ever be able to kill penalties. Um, but that's how far he grew in his understanding of how impactful he can be without the puck and without scoring. And I think you know when you try and pass that message along, it's, look, you're going to be in the National Hockey League. You might have to play on the third line, and you might not be on the power play. Um, and we talked about this, uh, you know, and Donnie's talked about this in, in, in some of the, the chats we've had. How are you going to impact your team? How are you going to help your team win hockey games? How are you going to stay in the lineup? And I think as time went on, they slowly started understanding. And it was a great team effort by our staff with all of our young guys, but with JJ in particular. We, you know, it was a lot of video, uh, a lot of positive uh, video with them and showing them. Like, even in games early in the season, he'd be upset, he'd be frustrated. But then you show him things that he did that had nothing to do with us scoring a goal, but that helped prevent a goal or helped us win a hockey game. And I think as time went on, he kind of grew and matured and understood those things a lot more. It's big. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it's the start of something, right? I mean, we've 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 kind of reignited the fire, um, and that's that's a difficult process to get going, especially you know mirroring like you said Buffalo and and uh, Rochester together. But the difficult part is is maintaining it now and continuing to build upon it. And I think um, we've got the staff uh, in both organizations that are committed to doing that. And um, obviously Jerry uh, Fortin and his staff have done a tremendous job and. You know, continuing to stack the cupboards for us to work with, and hopefully we can just continue to grow it. Well, when I do it, I mean, it, it, it truly does start with a mindset. You know, I mean, uh, 
you know, you've got to help guys identify what type of face-off person they are, whether they're just a one-move person because they're strong and they can get away with it, or if you've got to be a guy that's got to, you know, get some pre-scouting uh, work in and understand what the other guy's going to do and manipulate what he does. And it takes a lot of work. It really does. And um, Centerman, I know when Krebsy came down and guys came down or guys went up, they're working at it a lot. And it, it, it takes time, um, but you've got to be committed to getting better at it and you know, in Rochester, we had a we had a great group that won a lot of faceoffs. I mean, at times I think our we had two centermen in the lineup, and they're both East Coast League guys. So it was, our numbers dropped a little bit, but for the most part, we had we had centermen that were just really committed and wanted to drop pucks every day and uh, wanted input every day, and so it, it worked out well. Watching him out here, you think he went in the top three rounds. To be honest with you. Um, the kid's impressive. He's he's quiet. He's unassuming, but he's a real hockey player. You know, he does everything right on the ice. Um, he can play 200 feet. Um, the development guys, when they come into Rochester, um, all the time, the first guy they talk about is, is is Kozak. And you know, he hasn't disappointed. I've been very impressed with him, and um, looking forward to getting to know him a lot more. There is, and, and I mean the scary part too. And I'll, I'll, I'll answer that: is he, he has no idea how good he can be yet, and which is scary. I mean, it's just it's it's the blend of the power and speed and the skill set with his hands and his shot and his ability to play in a physical game. Like he can play in any environment, and he can dominate in any environment. And it's just a matter of sticking with it and being patient early in his journey because it's going to be easy to get frustrated. Um, a lot of guys. I mean, 98% of guys that start their NHL career are going to face some adversity and some challenges. And so it'll be important for him to get through that. But I think as evidence this year, Donnie's got the right mindset and approach to allow these guys to get comfortable and settle in and, and grow as, uh, as young men. Hard to tell, you know. I think I think part of it is there was frustration. I think he wanted to be in Buffalo, um, and that's understandable. Everybody wants to be, and I think it just took him some time to realize, you know, that he's a good hockey player. And um, and and so, our environment in Rochester was very special. And I think the one thing he got from that was he just he rediscovered his love for the game to start with, you know. And not that he had lost it completely, but he just coming to the rink every day. To, all of a sudden, he's starting to smile on a regular basis and. You know, in his exit interview, it was an amazing comment. I mean, he had a great second half of the year. In playoffs, he was unbelievable. He, he just simply said every time he touched the puck, he thought he could do anything, which is an amazing comment from a professional hockey player. So um, it was great to see him do that. He was a big part of our team and our culture on and off the ice. So it was great to see our two have that success. Been impressed. You know, I mean... Uh, you know, I obviously had seen some some tape on, on both of them. Uh, Seamus Kodak is... Is, uh, is in Rochester quite a bit, and I'm always peeking over his shoulder at all the videos, looking at uh, the goalies, and uh, it was great to see them in here uh, this week and um, get to know them a little bit. They're both great young men, um, but even you know the young Finn that was drafted this year has been very impressive. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he's dealing with a little bit of an injury, so um, didn't get to see him today. But even the invites, I mean, the goaltending across the board has been has been really good, and uh, which is good because there's obviously a lot of kids that can score goals, so uh, it's good to have good goaltending. Yeah, I mean, any time you can get yourself in front of an NHL staff, 
uh, professional hockey league staff, that's that's only going to help you because um, now your you know your name gets put on a board and uh, and maybe you're in for consideration for for a job down the road. So um, I don't know how those guys run that entire process, but I think as a, as a talented young hockey player, anytime you can get in an environment like this in front of those people, it's a, it's a bonus for sure. Who's that? Aaron Huglin, I had no idea who he was coming to this camp. And to be honest, when I saw him on day one, he he represented himself on the ice, his skill set on the ice, his habits on the ice. I would have thought he was 27 years old. Um, he's, he's the kind of guy that if you're on his team, you want to play with him because he's just a solid hockey player. He doesn't make mistakes. He gets pucks back. He knows where to put pucks. He works hard. Um, he's an impressive hockey player, um, and that's what's exciting. You know, when we're talking first question about camps like this is you get to see kids you have no idea who they are, and the obvious ones from the draft that I met in Montreal are, are obvious. They're first round picks, but a guy like that you have no idea who he is. And I'm like, you think that this guy played in the NHL already? He's he's so poised and his game is so complete. So um, it's exciting. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 